What's going on, people? My name is Ryan. And I'm Jordan. And we are the Country Music Critics. This week, we're going to be rocking out with one of country's biggest duos of all time. They're Country Music Hall of Famers, coming in here with 23 number one hits. They were also Duo of the Year from 1992 to 99, also from 2000 to 2006, with 23 awards, 67 nominations, we have Brooks and Dunn. Wow. That's the crowd in the background. Yeah. Screaming yeah. for both of them. Mm-hmm. Kicks Brooks and Ronnie Dunn. Which one do you want to start with? Um, Let's go with Kicks, man. Okay, let's do it. Because, you know, Ronnie has like pinned every one of the boys you know yeah Yeah. all right so kicks brooks he was born leon eric brooks the third may the 12th 1955 he has two kids with his wife barbara he attended shreveport louisiana tech uh in the beginning he was a pipeliner with his dad out in alaska but his dad was real supportive of, of him unlike george jones's dad he was real supportive of him, told him, you know, hey, you need to move to Nashville and do this thing. Did you know that his neighbor growing up was Johnny Horton? I did not know that. The Rockabelly guy. Yeah. In 1814, we took a little trip. <laughs> Is that what he sings? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I have to Google that. I did Google a little bit, but I couldn't nail down anything that. I remember, you know, he's one of those names that people always include in there. Who do you listen to? Well, Johnny Horton. Never really took the time to listen to Johnny Horton. But I know he was killed in a car wreck. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what came to mind when you said the name Johnny Horton. So, I hope that's who that is. So, uh, Kicks Brooks, he moves to Nashville. He gets his job with... uh, Tree Publishing. In 1983, he wrote the song um, Modern Day Romance for Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, and that became their second number one in June of 1985. And I heard that song. Have you heard that song? I don't. I can't recall. Well, I mean, it wasn't really a smash groovy hit like I Googled it, and it's not a song that I would want to hear more than once, really. <laughs> I mean, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band had the big fishing in the dark. Yeah, you can't. That's it's all hard to I beat that. Here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so anyways, uh, he released his own song, 1983, which was Baby When Your Heart Breaks Down, and it crashed. It didn't even climb up the charts. Didn't even climb up at all. So we're going to pause with kicks at right there. Okay. 1983. Now we're going to go Ronnie. Ronnie Dunn. He was born in Coleman, Texas, June 1st, 1953. So that puts him two years older than kicks. Yeah. He was born in Coleman, Texas. He attended Abilene Christian University. 1975, he got a physiological, uh, I know I'm going to screw this name all up, one of those majors with the big uh, P-H-S-Y name on it. Yeah, okay, a degree? 
Oh yeah, he got a major in it. So, yeah. well, that Ooh. was just that was just his degree. Did, yeah. <clears throat> did he get a master's degree in it? It just says major. All it says. Oh, that that was his major. Yeah. So he might not even graduated. Yeah, that was just his major. Well, see, he started playing music with people from uh, school. Okay? okay. And the university said, "Hey, you're at a Christian university. We're gonna need you to quit school or quit the band." Mm-hmm. So what Ronnie do? He quit school. Yeah. So he didn't graduate. That was just his major. Gotcha. Okay. Well, he moved to uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. He became a youth minister uh, at a Baptist church there. Yeah. Could you see Ronnie being a youth minister? I mean, I can't see him doing it now because he's like plastic. I know. Right? <laughs> he looks like he's in a wax museum all the time. <laughs> so in 1990, he married his wife. They had one kid. Ronnie had two before that. He was almost a Baptist minister. Almost. So this puts them in about their 30s. Okay. Yeah. Ronnie, he, he tried to release some music. It didn't go nowhere. This guy named Tim DeBias put them together. Said, hey guys, you should uh, go write a couple songs. So within two days, the song that they wrote first was Brand New Man, which was yeah. their biggest and first number that, one hit. That's a solid hit. That is a solid hit. I like that song a lot. So you take two guys, one who likes to jump around like Garth Brooks, and one who just wants to deliver like George Strait with phenomenal vocals and then they come together with brand new man yeah you know um that song takes me back to i was in the seventh grade and i was in the cafeteria and i had my guitar there and this girl she's a real pretty girl and she's like so what songs do you know how to play and i was like well i know how to play say i saw the light you know and i'm thinking i saw the light by hank sing she said Oh, yeah, that Brooks and Dunn song. <laughs> you know, because it starts yeah. out, as I saw the light, I've been baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. Yeah. So, yeah, from that point on, I realized, well, I'm going to have to learn some Brooks and Dunn, man. <laughs> because uh, the I saw the light wasn't working for me in the seventh grade. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Let's see. 1991 is when they take off. That year, they have a number of 234 dates in their first year, which is crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, so by the time, within a two-year span up to 1993, they had went to being the openers, to having Travis Tritt, then Reba, to being headliners in 1993, which is crazy. So in 1992, the manager meets them after they've had these songs start taking off, and he said, hey, guys, I just want you to know that we're paying you double. And Kicks Brooks said he took that as a sign of, you know, he the label wanted the duo to get along. Because right. they were very different from the beginning. Yeah. You know, you got Kicks who jumps around you got ronnie who just delivers and they just wanted to make sure that they stay together yeah you know 
1994, they had 19 buses and 21 semis. Wow. That is crazy. That's like a warehouse. Exactly. I mean, they're bringing everything that you can imagine. And I remember as a kid when they played uh, Freedom Hall for the state fair and the show was over. We were leaving from rides and stuff. We didn't attend the show. But Freedom Hall, you know, it has those big breezeways where you could see in. Yeah. And I just, like, snuck down there. And I seen this cow this this cow head that was literally the size of a semi hanging off the top of the stage. And, I mean, you know, it makes you wonder, how do you get to this level? It was just massive, everything That's that they did. That's wild. Mm-hmm. You got anything on them so far? Um, I mean, let's just talk about you know, Kix Brooks made a wise decision because he would have never been you know, famous if he'd kept the name Leon. No. Let's just talk about that was a good decision. Um, so if they were to get in a fight, who do you think would win? I would say Kix because he's yeah. got that energy. Yeah. Even though Ronnie's got the length on him with the arms, if Ronnie's not delivering those knockout Mayweathers. I mean, Kicks Brooks is 6'2. Really? Yeah. His name's Kicks, so he's going to kick the shit out of him. I mean, honestly, uh, he's got the energy. He's got, yeah, his name's Kicks. I mean, he's he's not going to slap him. I think Ronnie would be a slapper. <laughs> I, think, right. yeah, I think Kicks Brooks is coming in with haymakers. Right. He's going he's gonna to knock. Yeah, Ronnie's a little wax ass out. It's well, my opinion. So that tour, <laughs> I was able to find a rider, which a rider is something that you have to agree to. It's kind of like a contract. If you have Brooks and Dunn come play at your place, all right. Yeah. So in the band dressing room, we're just going to skim through some of these because, I mean, we're looking at probably seventy four, eighty items. But it's stuff from like one six pack of Dr. Pepper, one six pack of Diet Coke, one six pack of Coke, one six pack of Ski. So basically, they just want a variety of everything. Right. Which is, I guess that's what you get when you're famous, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you little one, demands. one six pack of Cooler's beer, one six pack of Cooler's light, assorted real juice, small cans or bottles. Assorted chips, pretzels, cups, clean ice, utensils, condiments. I mean, it is crazy the amount of stuff that they get. And then on the stage, 24 bottles of water, which is understandable, unchilled. Did you know that they want? Yeah, and I think it's because it affects your voice if it's too cold. That is true. That is something that we should look into for sure. Yeah. They say room temperature water is better for you than, like... Oh, yeah. Water. It's a lot better for you. It's better for you than hot or cold water. When yeah. you <clears throat> when you put a temperature to whatever you eat or drink, it affects the way you, you know, digest it. So if you want to be uh, hydrated, you need to drink you know <clears throat> room temperature water because your body will accept it a lot quicker. That's why when you get real hot, you're not supposed to chug ice cold water because it'll send you into like it could kill you if you do that oh wow i didn't know that yeah wow so after the show they get 30 pounds of ice delivered to each bus 
I mean, you're going to have to have an ice truck to come mm-hmm. when Brooks and Dunn are in town. You know? Mm-hmm. What are they doing with all that ice? I'm assuming that it keeps the beer cold. I mean, do you, do you think they take ice baths? I don't know. But, you know, they <laughs> say that's helpful, too. Yeah, yeah. I've heard right? that. So, for breakfast, they're requesting eggs to order, bacon, sausage, ham, hash browns, assorted cold cereal, pancake, instant oatmeal, whole wheat bread, white bread, bagels, or English muffin, butter, cream cheese, peanut butter, assorted jellies and jams, one bottle of hot sauce, because you got to have the hot sauce. That's right. Assorted fresh fruits, donuts, danishes, one gallon of milk, one gallon of 2% milk, one gallon of orange juice, not from concentrate, two <laughs> gallons of spring water, assorted juices in small cans, grapefruit, pineapple, apple, V8, one case of soft drinks. A long-haired kitty like cat. Everything. It has to be gray. It cannot be yellow. <laughs> right. Be a long-haired kitty cat. It has to purr when you rub its tail. Exactly. It has to. So the first artist that opened for them on tour was Steve Warner. You remember Steve Warner? Holes I know the name. Of heaven. Yeah. He was big buddies with uh, Garth Brooks. Now, back to when Ronnie, before Ronnie met Kicks, this is a really cool thing. His buddy uh, entered, uh, was at a gas station, and he seen a flyer for the Marlboro National Talent Roundup. He filled out the entry form with Ronnie's name, telling him after the fact. And yeah. to his surprise, Ronnie was selected to participate in the contest. Ronnie yeah. and his band won the competition and were off to Nashville for the Nationals. They performed the song, Boot Scoot and Boogie, in front of a panel of judges including Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash. Oh, wow. They won. As champions, they joined Merle Haggard in Alabama on tour and received a recording session with Hank Williams Jr. where he met the producer, Scotty Hendricks. Now, this is all before Brooks and Dunn become Brooks and Dunn. It was just a Ronnie Dunn show. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. That's pretty cool. The song Only in America has been used in multiple campaigns, which uh, George Bush used it, Barack Obama used it, uh, John Kerry, Nick Gingrich, Gingrich, I said that wrong, Scott Walker, Mitt Romney, Ted Cruz, and also Mr. Donald Trump. Yeah, like there's an assortment there, Republican, Democrat, it don't matter. They're selling this a little bit of everybody likes it. Band Aid, man. Mm-hmm. So they were uh, responsible for the '90s uh, line dance craze. If you didn't know, no, I did not know that. Well, Could boots, good and boogie, it makes sense. Yeah. Do what? Yeah, boots, good and boogie, it makes sense. Oh yeah, it, you that? almost just want to break down and do it when you hear the song. Almost, but not quite. Almost. Did you picture yourself? Yeah, no, yeah, I, mean, I, 
I can hear it when you say it. I can hear it, but it's not. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Right. <laughs> so, could you picture yourself in a bar in the 1990s yeah. with like a window air unit, a smoky bar, and Boots Getting Boogie comes on the radio? Yeah, I would be dancing probably because right. at, at that time I was, you know, 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now Ronnie did have the song as the duo, uh, Lost and Found. You heard yes. that song, haven't you? I have. Lost and, and Found in a Border Town. Asking about a diamond ring. Yeah. That is a really good song, I think. It is. But, but you know, I think that's the only radio play that Kicks ever got as the duo was that song. Because I don't remember him doing anything different. Do you? What do you mean? Like him, you know, singing the song? Well, as Brooks and Dunn, them releasing a single that had kicks as the lead vocals. Oh, no. Uh, he had another one. What is it? Uh, it's a really famous one. Mama remember. Don't Get Dressed Up for Nothing? No, I don't even know that song. He did. He did have that one. He had uh, Lost and Found. He had those two. Man. You're gonna miss me when I'm gone. No. Yeah, that song. He had that one too. Well, I'm gonna look. I know. Go ahead and pull that up. While you're doing that, I'm gonna read off the normal set list. If you went to a Brooks and Dunn song or concert, you're gonna hear "Brand New Man," "Red Dirt Road," "Mama Don't Get Dressed Up for Nothing," "Put a Girl in It." Lost and Found, Ain't Nothing About You, Play Something Country, Neon Moon, You're Gonna Miss Me, Cowgirls Don't Cry, She Likes to Get Out of the Truck, No, She Likes to Get Out of the Country, that's the name of that, You Can't Take the Honky Tonk, Rock My World, Little Country Girl, Believe, Only in America, then the encore would be My Maria and Boot Scootin' Boogie. That puts 17 songs that you can guarantee to hear at a Brooks and Dunn show. Oh, yeah. Was you able to find Ronnie's or Hicks's releases? I'm just thinking of the songs he sang. Oh, man. So he had Lost and Found. Then he had Mama Don't Get Dressed Up for Nothing. Are you thinking of Rock My World, Little Country Girl? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, that one. It's, mm-hmm. It starts out where he's talking about the car. Like, she's got a T-top Camaro with a scoop on the hood. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Two big speakers blasting Johnny Be Good. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he doesn't get as much credit, I think. I mean, I know Ronnie's got a phenomenal voice. Yeah. But Keeks, I mean, he doesn't really get the credit that he deserves. I got a hot take I'm going to come at you with. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Ronnie Dunn has a voice that Eric Church wish he had. You think? Because if you listen to the song Believe by Brooks and Dunn, uh-huh. listen to that and tell me that that doesn't sound like a lot better version of Eric Church. And I've seen Eric Church in concert. He is fine. 
But when it comes, and it's, it's a lot of artists. It's not just him. It's a lot of artists. They they put on a show. They have a huge fan base. And I get it. You know, songs are cool. You know, everybody is partying, having a good time. But if we're real about it, he doesn't have the best voice in the world. And uh, Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie Dunn, I don't think he has a fantastic voice, but I think his voice is a lot better than Eric Church's. And Kicks Brooks, his voice, to me, honestly, it sounds like somebody you would hear who has put together an album at home and is handing them out. <laughs> like, even though it's been done in the studio, it doesn't right. sound the same as Ronnie Dunn singing. I get, I, I get that, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I guess what makes them different is is they're just, you know, they're unique, you know? Yeah. But oh, I yeah, yeah, see, it's unique. I, I could see Eric Church performing Believe. I could see him doing that. And yeah. Doing it just yeah. like how you were saying, you know, with Ronnie. Wouldn't sound as good, but he could do it. Right. He's not exactly. got a bad voice, don't get me wrong. Eric Church is a fine singer, but he's not as good as Ronnie Dunn. He's well, not as good as you know Garth Brooks. Any obvious choices? I, I think he's better than you know, George Jones. That's just my opinion. But right, right. Well, you know. Also, uh, speaking of Ronnie Dunn, you know he he made the comment: if you're going to be heard, you have to be on the radio. The internet, the internet is not going to do it. Ronnie, yeah. that is so far from the truth. Yeah, it's pretty far off. I mean, You've got Tyler Childers. Yeah, Luke Combs. Luke Combs. Yes, he started out without the radio. Yeah, without the radio. I mean, don't get me wrong; the radio helps. It but does, help. does it really? How many people nowadays actually listen to the radio when they get in the car? I don't. Yeah. No, I don't either. You know, I listen to podcasts. Then, <laughs> then, then Ronnie thinks that he can go out and be Ronnie Dunn. Yeah, I mean, it's, well. In the duo that they were in, he was the one that had the most talent. He had the most talent. Of uh, Brooks and Dunn, Ronnie Dunn had the voice. Now, yeah, Kicks Brooks, he did his thing. You know, he did his part. He wrote a lot. Too. He was a lot of he was he's a lot like that guy from uh, Florida Georgia Line, the one who don't say anything. He just oh, kind of, uh, dances in the go- eh. He's I mean- like a uh, uh, Brooks and Dunn. Is what Florida Georgia Line inspired to be, except their country. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I disagree on that. How many that. people's going? Yeah, is that, that going to piss yeah. off? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> and here's the thing, man. Like, no matter how how many left songs Kick Brooks has done, Kicks Brooks could dress up and answer the door and be more fucking country than. Florida Georgia line. Oh, I agree. That's with all that. he's got to do, you know. Yeah, I agree with that because they're not country. But you know, th- that's what people don't see, and and I don't understand. Okay, if they tried to launch Ronnie Dunn as a solo artist from the beginning, what did Kicks do that yeah. made them so uh, successful? I think you know he had I mean? blackmail. I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> That's a good conspiracy thing. Yeah, yeah. A a lot of people say that they don't like each other, but Mm -hmm. everything that I have found on YouTube disproves that. So, you know, you want to know how I know 
that you did not like my opinion? You How? got the F bomb. <laughs> yeah, that my preacher. Hopefully he don't hear this. It's gonna be like Kevin uh, <laughs> got him worked yeah. up. Yeah, Drop the bomb yeah, on him. Man, you know, and that's the thing, man. I I do. I, I really put a lot of soul and in, in, into this country music. I mean, I really can't describe how much I like it, but I kind of treat it like a religion and and not to to cut away from my beliefs of God or anything, but yeah, I'm just so pissed off nowadays that, that an artist can just come up with one song like Fancy Life and now they're a country artist. You heard that stupid-ass song on TikTok, right? I don't think so. Yeah, it's like a fancy life. We eat at Applebee's and some goofy shit. I mean, I don't know. It, it just kills me, dude. I'll send it well, to you after. The I mean, you gotta think about it like this. What if you had wanted your entire life to be a country artist, and then you know you you woke you know one little uh, catchy song, and you put it online, and people started you know talking about it, and they started sharing it and they just, you know, multiply, snowballed, and then you're famous. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, you're not going to be pissed off about it then. You're going to be happy. Yeah. yeah. So, like, when it comes to that stuff, I understand that, you know, yeah, a lot of these people who are, you know, TikTok famous are probably all that talented as far as, like, you know, musicians right. go. They but, had that one you know, thing. If you if that's what you're trying to do and you're successful in doing it, even if it's for one song for five minutes, you got five minutes of fame. You know what? Enjoy your five minutes. I may not like it. I may not like your music, but enjoy your 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 you know airtime because you know when it comes to you know music, it's extremely hard to make it. And right. if you can get just a glimmer of light shed on you. You know, make the most of it and, you know, do with it what you can and, you know, go on with that <clears throat> through your life. And I mean, there's a lot of people that, yeah, they'll have one song and that's it. And, but for the rest of their life, they have that one song to fall back on. And hopefully right. that one song is a song they can like. Because, <laughs> you know, some people hate those one songs that they had. <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's a blessing. I mean, here's my thing, you know. Th- there's a lot of good talent out there. And, like, there's artists that I don't agree with, but when I see people talking trash about them, it's like, here's the thing. People are buying it. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, evidently they're doing something right. It right. may or may not be country, but it's supply and demand. That That's what we've come to is that's what people consider country. That's what right. people are going to buy. No matter how country I think yeah. the song ought to be, it's just me. I can't buy them all. Right. You know? so, it's like Lil Nas X. You know, that's not that's not my cup of tea, and I'm pretty sure it's not your cup of tea, but there are a group of people who love it. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I well, mean Billy that's Ray what they Cyrus like, all for it. But, you know, Money I'm or not. Enjoy it. Billy Ray yeah. Cyrus had enough money. He didn't have to do that. He just done that because he's yearning for the spotlight back. Yeah. And, I mean, I know without a doubt if I was Billy Ray Cyrus, I would have not done that. I mean, 
But, you know, he did. Well, so. Shoot, I would have. I wouldn't have. Not enough money in the world, man. Well, I mean, if I was already rich, I wouldn't have. But in my current you know, state. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah. You're damn right. Yeah, yeah, like if you got a call right now. I'd yeah, have done it naked. Exactly. Oh, little Nas may have enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee you would have, and I would have been covered in sheep's blood. (laughs) Just sacrificed the sheep and just yeah, bathed myself in its blood and danced on stage and sang that song. Right now, did you see where back on the sixteenth of this month, July, Ronnie Dunn says that Morgan Wallen is one of the greatest singer slash songwriters that we've had in a long time. Man, let's slow down a little bit there, buddy. Leave that wax is sitting in. That's a little quick. You know, he's he's good, but he's he's a little you know, too new in the game to be putting on one of the greatest. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, mean, I do. I like Morgan stuff, and, you know, I do, but country-wise... You know, there's a guy right now named Mitch Rosell who's got three hits by Garth Brooks and just can't gain the attention that he really deserves. And I mean, he's a hell of a songwriter. He's I've heard him play a song, man. It's about uh, the assisted living. They're not assisting me to live. They're assisting me to die. And if you heard that song, it is just phenomenal. And people like that, yeah, it's hard for them to get. Ronnie Dunn to drop the line. You right, know? right. Even though the guy's making plenty enough money to pay his bills doing what he yeah, is. Yeah. But he needs that. He needs that that momentum that uh Ronnie's talking about with the radio. So, you know, you gotta be friends and and uh, you know, be cool with some dickhead like Bobby Bones to get him to play your music, you know? Which is <laughs> crazy, man. Yeah. That's such a wasted talent of a spot you know when you get to country music i mean and i even tried to listen to that show and i didn't learn anything about country music i didn't learn nothing well i don't know if you noticed but yeah tv today and radio shows today it's not necessarily about you know learning it's just about all they're talking about is what they think's entertaining so if it's gonna spark um like all it is is a bunch of hot takes like i've been saying on this episode <laughs> yeah uh, like you know making you know comments to try to stir up you know kind of <clears throat> rebuttal i guess you know somebody to say hey you know that's true well uh, morgan wallen said this is uh, filmed by his neighbor you know what in the in the mid 90s that would have that never came out Never. Of course, they they wasn't they wasn't cell phones like that either, you know, videos. But right. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more where yeah you know, people screw up and because that's <clears throat> really you think about it now that's all they have to talk about is like little stupid stuff that you know the artists do like exactly. Kane Brown getting lost in the woods behind his house exactly like exactly. stupid stuff that would never came up any other time but. We live in a world where everybody's got their phone out and they're ready to get everybody. Yeah, and that's all it is. It's they won't want to make face. a dime. Yep. So, big uh, Brooks and Dunn's biggest ten hits. That now they may have not been radio hits, but they were fan hits and most talked about song. The number one is "Believe," which was written by Ronnie himself and Craig Wiseman. 
the guy who we uh, gave credit to for Florida Georgia Line in our first episode. Yeah. He also wrote Live Like You Were Dying. Craig Wiseman has a ton of songs under his belt. Yeah. Number two, Boot Scootin' Boogie, 1991. Number three, Play Something Country, 2005. That song was actually inspired by Gretchen Wilson. Hmm. When they, uh, you know, seen that she was blowing up the scene, they're like, play something country. And somehow she inspired that song to be wrote. Huh. Number four, My Maria. I love that song. Did you know that's actually a cover song? Yeah. That's not actually their song. I that's feel like I knew that, but I forgot it. Number five is Brand New Man. Number six is Neon Moon. Mm-hmm. Number seven is Red Dirt Road. Number eight is Ain't Nothing About You. Number nine is You're Gonna Miss Me When I'm Gone. Number ten is If You See Him, If You See Her. Yeah. Reba. Reba. Yeah. Good old Reba. So now, Neon Moon. Have you ever, like, looked at the lyrics or you just, like, remembered hearing it? Uh, I mean, I just remember it from when it was on the radio all the time. I know he's Did singing you? at you know, Bobby Bones' wedding. It was their first dance, which was a little weird, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, why not have kicks there, too? That that mm. that part of it pissed me off. The song itself, I see what you're saying, though. I mean. Because it's like, when the sun goes down on my side of town, that lonesome feeling comes around. So, basically, so, correct me if I'm wrong. This song, he's saying that he would be lonely without her, correct? Well, he's just saying that. You know, it's lonely in, his, in the it. song. He's lonely at that you know, present moment. Yeah. Where he's alone in that present moment. Yeah. yeah, because it really doesn't make sense at the end. I mean, why would that be a wedding song? There's always I mean, it's not. It's moment. not. They said it wasn't. They were just a song they loved. Oh, and I, I also think it was one of the songs that uh, Kix Brooks didn't sing any you know, lyrics on and since he wasn't at the wedding and it was just Ronnie Dunn that was singing, I think he had to he had to sing one of the songs that it was only him singing. I gotcha. So that makes sense. Yeah. And like when he was you know singing it, they had a literal you know, <clears throat> neon moon yeah. on the stage. Yeah, with their you know names on it. And I mean if we had that kind of money, if you yeah. had that kind of money, wouldn't you have Ronnie come sing at your wedding? Yeah, I don't know if I'd pick Ronnie, but... (laughs) Why not? You know? I mean... All right, so so what... uh, The three category for you on this? uh, Fight to, make love to, and chill to. What are your three? Um, Okay. On the... It's... I mean, Brooks and Dunn's kind of hard to do this with because essentially all... Not all their songs, but the majority of their songs are on... You know, like an even yeah, kill. So, like, there's a lot of songs you could, you know, chill to and you know, listen on and repeat and sing along with. But there's not a lot of songs you'd really want to fight to or make love to. But. Exactly. I thought, you know, if you're trying to get a quickie in, something really fast, you'd do a My Maria. Just because right. it's going to get, that's going to get, you know, blood pumping, get everything going. That's just, you know, something that. He, you don't have a lot of time. You got to get it in. You got to get it done. Right. So my Maria. Um, 
fight song. Just uh, uh, I mean, boots good and boogie. I don't know. <laughs> I like. I could see myself in a bar fight, and that mm-hmm. song like was playing in the middle of the fight. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I see that. <laughs> so your so your chill song. What would it be? Uh, probably brand new man. Although, I don't know if you know this, they did a version of Against the Wind, and it's on you know, uh, King of the Hill soundtrack. Really? And it's pretty good. Yeah. Not, not, yeah it's not as good as the original, but it's still a good song. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, my first two would probably be the same as yours, but my third one would be uh, either Lost and Found. It would be Borderline yeah. with that. And Red Dirt Road. Yeah. You know, because, but believe, man, I could almost put all three on my chill list. I mean, because they're just, they're phenomenal in themselves, yeah. you know. So. Um, now, I don't know if you know, I'm sure you have noticed. I can't play the guitar. I have one that I can't play. Yeah. But they have the same guitar riff in like nine songs that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Like, it's in a bunch of them. I can hear it. Yeah. It's even if it's just once that they play it, it's in multiple songs. And I I noticed that when I was listening to a bunch of like, I'm pretty sure I just heard this song. They know this is a different song. (laughs) Now, you know, when we were talking about duo group of the year. The only the only duo that took it away from them that's during that little break was Montgomery Gentry, which yeah. were I can see it. You Kentucky know. Boys. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I could see them, you know, giving Brooks and Dunn a run for their money. So we'll have to do them one of these times. Yeah. Hey, did uh so, <clears throat> did you get any you know, comments on the on the Facebook page? I haven't yet. Have we got a Facebook page? We do. We have one. It's called The Country Music Critic. You guys need to check us out on it. Even if you don't like, you know, where we're at now, we know we're very amateur at the moment. Yeah. Go give us a like. Yeah. A like. And comment. And, yeah. Tell us something that you might like added to it that you would yeah. enjoy. And, and we'll take uh, suggestions on artists to really break down and, and yeah. you know. I'm I'm sure. I'm very thankful that there was a Brooks and Dunn though. I mean, because they are the true duos of the ninety. I mean in my yeah. memory of looking back as a kid, uh, you know, Brooks and Dunn were a big part of it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't listen to country music growing up, but um I did enjoy you know, Brooks and Dunn, a few of their songs especially. Um not a gigantic country fan. But I did enjoy, you know, 90s country music. Yeah. It was, which I mean, it was country. And even though I wasn't a huge country fan, I still enjoyed, you know, something that was authentic. Right. And not, you know, makeshift like it is now. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's everything that I've got on Brooks and Dunn. I'm ready to go for the stars unless you've got anything. Let's go for the stars. All right. I'm going to put Brooks and Dunn at five stars for the simple fact of, 
you know, as my childhood, I remember so many Brooks and Dunn hits, and Brooks and Dunn were just mega stars in my opinion. And uh, you know, I I do not want to ever quote Ronnie Dunn without quoting Kicks Brooks. So they are five stars as Brooks and Dunn to me. Yeah. What about you? Um. All right. Because he changed his name from Leon to Kicks, that's one star. <laughs> because Ronnie Dunn has maintained his wax figure from 1985 all the way till 2021, that's two stars. Right. They have some really good songs. Um, and I usually, it's hard for me to say this, but for the most part, you know, country uh, groups or you know, individual singers themselves, they have you know, close to 10 songs that I could listen to and that I would listen to if they came on the radio and I wouldn't turn. Right. So that's a plus because there's a lot of these groups. Yeah. George Jones is one of them. He don't have 10 songs that I want to hear. Right. He does. And that's just, I mean, it's just me, but so I give them a third star for that. I will give them, a fourth star, just for the fact that you know they were in this you know group. They kind of made the you know, country duo, and they made it work. Right. And they were one of the first ones to really do it and succeed at it. And they were a force to be reckoned with in the nineties and early two thousands, for that matter. But um, they are iconic. So, and I'll give them a half a star just because they went in alphabetical order, you know, Brooks and Don. I appreciate that. Like, I don't right. know if I'm anal retentive. <laughs> I don't know if I have OCD or what, but I like I like some alphabetical order. Um, so, yeah. Could you, could, could you imagine Don and Brooks? No. Yeah. I'd be done with Brooks and I'd be done with Don. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So four yeah. and a half, is that where you at? Four and a half. All right. So four and a half from Jordan for Brooks mm-hmm. and Dunn. Yeah. And five from me. So I believe we've covered everything Brooks and Dunn. And that's four and a half, you know, stars, not inches. I heard some uh, rumors about uh, Mr. Ronnie Dunn. That's uh, yeah. stars, not <laughs> inches. Right. Just so y'all right. have it clear. Okay. All right, y'all, y'all have a good week, and go check us out on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a one-star on uh, Apple. Whatever you do, just rate us. That way we climb up into the 10th spot. Yeah. All right. One-star. Don't week. do a one-star. Be nice. Be generous. Right. It's not costing you anything. Come on. Right. All righty. Y'all have a good one. Adios.